11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Eric Calvillo. Eric, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I appreciate you coming on. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, let's just go back in time. Uh, what, what was your first memory of playing soccer? Uh, first memory? I mean, it's probably, you know, I would say, I don't know. It depends, you know, if it's like, you know, just from like when I first started, when I picked up a ball, like pictures-wise mm-hmm. and videos from like my parents that they saved. And it's like, that's what I, you know, I can remember yeah. first. Or it's just like what I remember, honestly, for myself is when I first started playing with the team, mm-hmm. I started in, you know, AYSO and I was playing with my cousin on the same team. And I was actually coached by his mom. So my aunt. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I know you grew up, grew up in California. What what was um your youth career like? Uh, yeah. So and, you know, I was, uh, you know, I grew up mostly in Palmdale, California. So I was playing there for the Antelope Valley Sharks at the time when I was about seven, which is like a local club team. And I was playing for like the U9s at the time. And then maybe when I, I played there for like a year and a half. And then my dad finally took over and decided he wanted to be a coach and then took me along with him. So he created his own team around the area. And then uh, I played under him for maybe maybe another three years until I was about maybe 12 or so, mm-hmm. 11 or 12. And then he decided he wanted to be, you know, just a normal, you know, sports dad and no more, you know, just a coach dad. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to, you know, support me and everything and just, you know, be a, a supportive dad and also, you know, give me more notice playing in higher clubs, higher teams. So that's where I moved to play with Real SoCal, mm-hmm. you know, at the, at the time so that, you know, to be able to, you know, be uh you know, scouted a little better here and there. Yeah. So while you were in high school, you were playing for Real Soul Cal, right? Yes. Okay. And then, um, so what was that? Did you get offers to go to college and, and then you just decided to go pro? Well, yeah, funny story is like, I think I was barely a sophomore or junior mm-hmm. at the time. And at that time, I wasn't really like in the normal high school environment, like yeah. majority of the kids, because I was at residency with the national team at the time. Oh, okay, so, gotcha. Yeah, so that, like, really sparked a little more of, like, getting, you know, scouted from club teams mm-hmm. in Europe or, or another league, and also agents were involved. So okay, gotcha. pretty sure I was around, like, 16 to 7, going to 17, when uh, I got my first offer from an agency that wanted to, you know, sign me and everything. So when I came across, you know, my attention and my parents, we sat down and had a conversation on what I really wanted. Because they said, you know, going this route with an agent, signing the here and there, mm-hmm. college-wise, would probably, you know, not be there for me anymore as in a scholarship way, you know? Yeah. 
so yeah, and I always wanted to go pro, so there was no question about it, you know, for my decision. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, before I ask you about your pro career, how did the USA team find you or like recruit you? Uh, yeah, I started with ODP, you know, in the yeah. beginning. I started ODP, and that's where I really got scouted from there. I got invited to, like, the first ever, like, you know, camp for my age at the time. So the U14s for the 98 group, and which, which were there were, like, probably about 80-something kids, you know, in that first camp, which was crazy. And then ever since that day, I was always continuously called to every camp, you know, from there on out. And then after, you know, the youth time with U14, the U15s and so on, and to the U17s when finally got you know, serious to where we're, you know, training, competing, trying to compete to be able to qualify for the U-17 World Cup. And then mm-hmm. after that, you know, participate in the U-17 World Cup, which was, you know, which was a life-changing experience for me. Yeah, definitely. What, yeah, what does that mean to you to, to just put on the national team jersey? It's always an honor, no matter what. It wasn't like a senior level or anything, but still being mm-hmm. able to say as a kid, at that age, out of so many kids around the world that you're able to be the ones, you know, those 11 or 18 mm-hmm. on the team to be putting on that jersey all the time and training with that jersey and that crest, you know, it's uh, it's truly an honor and everything and a privilege and uh, it's great memories as well. You know, I, nobody can ever take that away from me, you know. Yeah, definitely. Now, going into your pro career, you were 18 when you signed with the Cosmos? Yes, I was like 17 going so, to 18. Okay, so what, yeah, so what was that feeling like? Actually, what about like when did you know you could be like a pro player? Uh, I mean, obviously, it's always been a dream, and yeah. so, and then I think national team, you know, was a was a real eye opening to like yeah. me actually being able to see myself go pro, you know, mm-hmm. and then yeah, obviously, with you know, the agents coming in the picture and then taking me, you know, to trials and stuff like that. It was more eye-opening of seeing that I could actually make a living doing what I, you know, what I've always wanted to do and what I love to do. But yeah, the New York Cosmos came around, and you know, I took my opportunity. Didn't want to waste it, no matter what, you know. Yeah, and then what, what was your experience like playing for them? Uh, it was great. It was great. You know, my first year was like a bit of a struggle, as just like my first year as a pro and everything. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, the team that we had was was really amazing and stuff like that. We won the league. You know, my first year, and, you know, we had a lot of talented guys, so it was tough to really get, you know, the minutes that I, I wanted and everything. But, uh, yeah, my second year was amazing as well. I finally got the playing time that I, I you know, I wanted and uh, took advantage of every opportunity I got and had, like, a great season altogether that we made it to the finals again. But, fortunately, we didn't win it all. But, yeah, the fan base there was, was, was something special as well. They really, uh, they really helped me, you know, get by, you know, the struggles and, you know, the sadness that I had of not playing as much, but uh, they supported everybody from, you know, the youngest to the oldest. And, you know, it made me feel really like I was at home. Yeah, that's awesome. And then how did you get to the San Jose Earthquakes? Did you have to, like, try out or did they reach out to you? I guess it was like uh, for my last season in New York, the way I guess I I played and I ended it. (laughs) They had scouts that were scouting me from that season and uh, eventually approached my agents in the club that they wanted to buy me out because I had one more year. Yeah. left in my in my contract in New York. So they bought me out, they paid for the transfer fee, and I ended up coming to San Jose. Yeah, so what was that like just to sign with the MLS? Uh, it was great. You know, obviously it was uh, two different leagues. And, uh, you know, at the, and at the time, you know, even though I was getting a little more comfortable with New York and everything, especially after that good year that I thought I had, and uh, I always wanted to take a new challenge and try to, 
you know, improve my game in any way I can. So I knew signing with San Jose and joining the MLS was a bigger step in my career and in my game. So I wanted to take the opportunity and see what the outcome was going to be. Yeah. Then what was the difference between like your pro debut with the Cosmos versus your pro debut with the Earthquakes? I would just say that possibly uh, the level, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. the the level of, of play and, you know, a different different type of game game speed as well mm-hmm. you know like i guess in the beginning with you know cosmos it was great players great overall game that I, you know i really learned a lot from but uh, at the same time i think there was here in the mls there's more i say of a younger player base mm-hmm. you know a lot of the guys from that league in, in new york were not old you know i wouldn't say they're old but at the time you know they're they're getting to the point where like the retirement's coming in here and there. There wasn't a lot of young players like myself that were in that league. So uh, I think that was a, that was the biggest difference because now I'm competing not only against guys my age or around my age, but even guys that are only probably three to four years older than me and mm-hmm. still, you know, have a lot left in their careers. Yeah. Then you were, you, you were in the bubble this year, right? Yes. How was that? Uh, that was uh, it was interesting for sure. It was, yeah. but they really did a. I think I think they did a you know fantastic job of keeping us safe and keeping everything so well organized that uh, it was actually pretty easy to you know to go and do. Uh, other than being there stuck in our rooms majority of the time, mm-hmm. you know, being by ourselves and away from our families, it was actually you know well planned and and it helped us out a lot. That you know we were obviously there for you know a reason to compete. Mm-hmm. continue to play and and yeah i think it was a good experience for everybody and uh just obviously unfortunate results at the same yeah. time yeah definitely how has it been going back into games and i don't know if your team specifically is having fans or not but how has that been transitioning back into this quote-unquote new normal yeah i mean obviously it's it's something to you know that every team has to adjust to and all that yeah we're still not allowing any fans unfortunately which sucks but yeah, in the beginning, you know, it was a uh, it was something completely different, you know, with the games being so so tight and you know close together that we're not really resting or getting the full trainings, you know, that we usually would, you know, in in a regular season. But yeah, we're still trying to you know adjust as much as possible to the whole scheduling, mm-hmm. and you know, and just waiting to the day that you know we could go back to our regular selves, and you know, having our fans there and everything. Yeah, what about for, like, you personally? Is it just, like, weird when you're on the field and there's no fans in the stands? Yeah, a bit, a bit. It's not weird as much. It's pretty funny because now you hear... Yeah, now you hear everything. Everything (laughs) in the game, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it just... The fans and the the atmosphere that they bring and everything, it gives you a whole different type... A whole different vibe, you know, a whole Mm -hmm. different feeling when they're there and and stuff like that. But uh, other than that, like, I don't really see it being much of an impact you know in, in the game in our game and everything because at the end of the day like we're still playing the same game that we want to play and that we signed up for and at the same time we i don't think anybody really likes to lose or wants to lose so yeah. we're still also competitive that in the games you know that both teams are going out to compete to actually win something you know yeah definitely Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players? Well, how would you like to work with professional players one-on-one? Now you can with B-Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today.
Um, are you ready for the five Quincy questions? Yeah, sure. Uh, what's your most important quality or skill that made you successful as a pro player? That's a good question, actually. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I would say I would say my vision or like the the way I can read the the type of game that you know the situation that we're in and stuff like that. Obviously, you know my position as a as a midfielder. A lot of the game goes through through me or so mm-hmm. or anybody else like through the middle as much as you know as anybody as any other position can and uh i think just growing up you know my whole my whole life and you know with every team i played with uh just being able to dictate the game as much as possible and knowing you know when to slow down the pace if, or you know when to speed it up and stuff like that what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making uh i would say get too comfortable with what you had in the past to what you're fighting for now. All right, you know, I like that. Like, I would say a lot of guys that obviously like do end up going pro, like I would say majority of them were probably the guy, you know, the, the yeah. star of every team. And then coming into, you know, now the pro level where it's like there's already guys that have been playing for so much longer that they're more experienced and that they're the face of the franchise and that you're coming up and now you're, you know, sitting back trying to earn your respect and your you know, playing time and you're basically starting over all, all over again, you know? Yeah. I think that might've been the most on point answer for that question yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what advice would you give a young player trying to make a, a pro league? Uh, I would say that like your mindset, your mindset is going to have a, a huge impact in your career, no matter what good or bad. So for me, that's what I've learned since signing pro is that your mindset is going to really have you know the impact in your game and the way you're going to play and perform and train and yeah if you have a great mindset a positive mindset i think you could go even further than what you probably would have thought of and then yeah also just you know obviously everybody knows that the extra work always gonna will pay off and everything but at the same time it's also just to have fun you know remember why you started to play this game and and how you played it when you were younger and to never lose that feeling again yeah, these next two could be soccer related or life related, where however you want to answer them. Uh, what's something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Mm, <laughs> what do most people think is true that I don't? Yeah, so I don't know, man. <laughs> I, need, I need I need like topics first. To be honest, I can't really think of anything. That's tough. It's it's all good. Yeah, it could be anything. Like people say, you know, like the moon landing never happened, or like the Earth isn't flat, or whatever. (laughs) Like some random stuff. I'll go to the next one though. Uh, uh, What's something that you would move forward with if you weren't scared of the consequences? Probably, it would have to do something with. uh, I would say, I would say like some type of investment. You know, yeah. Like if I could buy something that will hopefully like you know end up being something bigger in the future yeah. obviously it's not it's not something that you know you can't do yeah. but at the same time you gotta have the financial background to be mm-hmm. able to start off some, with, with that first you know what i mean yeah yeah no i got you but but yeah something like that you know obviously i have ideas you know a lot of the guys that even like this right like quincy's perfect soccer and everything you guys do like that's something amazing that's something that you know draws my attention and like gives me ideas you know for my future and what i would want to try to do and stuff like that you know yeah yeah definitely always got to have a a plan ahead i guess exactly um all right you ready for some fun questions all right let's get it 
who's one person in the MLS you'd want to do a jersey exchange with that you haven't yet, and who's one that you'd want to do one with overseas? All right, MLS that I would want to do that I haven't yet. That's tough, huh? Do you have you do you do those? You do jersey yeah. exchanges? Yeah, I do. I do them, but I usually like. I, it's it's funny, but like weird and funny that I haven't even tried to do it with like you know the big names or anybody like that I really want or something because the people that I trade with, I really want their jerseys because I know them, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're old teammates, they're friends, they're people I grew up playing with, you know, national team or even mm-hmm. in here in California, like growing up. And those are the ones that have more meaning to me yeah. than, than like trying to go to, you know, one of the big names and stuff like that, which is cool and, and all that. But at the same time, like hopefully like in the future, like I'm saying, you know, I played with these guys when I was younger, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but I would say Carlos Vela for sure. You know, it was like probably yeah. up there for me to get his jersey. I haven't well, tried to ask for anything yet. Yeah, how do you how do you <laughs> how do you ask somebody that you don't know? Uh, I mean, it all depends on the game. To be honest, like if I'm playing the game against him, and you know, I think I did well, and I and I played well, my team wins or whatever, or like I would go and, and ask him, you know. Yeah. Or and then there's some there's some occasions where like. Especially like position wise, that's if I was a, a outside back and going up against him, and I'm mm-hmm. you know gave him some trouble in the game and this and that, and he he noticed and respected it. Then yeah, right right there when you had a good battle between one another, even though you don't know each other, but you know of him. Yeah, those that's what usually happens, you know. Yeah, that's when you, you ask him and he's like, yeah, you know, you gave me a hard time, we're like, you know, good stuff. <laughs> he noticed it and he'll you know he'll give you his jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. What yeah. about overseas? Who would you want? Oh, that's pretty easy. Uh, I would want, I would want Messi's. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that would definitely be dope. Messi, and then, but imp- and then, if I would say just somebody in my position, position wise, as a midfielder, ooh, that's, actually, that's tough too. I don't know. That's a tough one too. All right, how about what do you like to do in uh, your free time when you're not playing soccer? Oh, I, I picked up a new hobby. Actually, uh, I picked up. Uh, I've been trying to get a golf game going. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's that going? It's pretty good, actually. You know, I, I started for the first time ever going to a, go- a golf course and, like, actually playing golf, mm-hmm. not just the range. Uh, I went – the first time was in Orlando. Like, we went there for the first time. Yeah, it's dope. Um, yeah. and, and, and last one, what's something that people don't know about you? Mm, something that people don't know about me. I mean, there's a lot of things people don't know about me. I mean, I don't really <laughs> like – I mean, I'm a I'm a quiet quiet person. I don't really like to like you know tell anybody much about you know what goes on in my life or what you know I'm trying to do and this and that. I try to keep you know myself hidden as much as possible. You know. Mm-hmm. All right. So, what about what, what's like your favorite food? Oh, my favorite food. Yeah. That's, that's see these all these favorite stuff are tough, <laughs> man. To be honest, like because there's so many things that I do like. It's so hard to even think about, like, you know, favorites. You know, like, I love watching movies. Like, yeah. I'm a big movie guy. So, like, when people ask me, you know, what's your favorite movie? It's like, I really don't have one. Like, it's too tough, you know? Yeah, no, I feel you, I definitely feel yeah. you on that. That's, like, yeah. way too hard. There's, I mean, there's a million movies out, so. Exactly. But food, <laughs> I would say either I could always go for Mexican mm-hmm. or Italian. All right. Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, which is, they're both the same, which is Eric Calvillo, 20, number 26. And then you can follow my TikTok too. If you guys want, you guys follow TikTok, you can follow 
Eric Thana 26. Did you go viral on TikTok? Uh, kind of. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check I did it out. For, I did for a bit. It was on in Orlando actually. All right, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out right after this. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's all right. I don't really do do TikTok as much anymore. That was only a, a, like it was a phase in Orlando because I had really nothing else to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, again, I, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today.